emerging from the economy of the Industrial Revolution. An economy confined to and limited by the Earth's physical resources into the economy in mind, in which there are no bounds on human imagination and the freedom to create is the most precious natural resource. And welcome to the Soul of Enterprise, Business in the Knowledge Economy. Sponsored by Sage, energizing business builders around the world through the imagination of our people and the power of technology. I'm Ed Kless with my friend and co-host Ron Baker. And on today's show, the value guarantee. Well, Ron, I have to say that this is a topic that I'm surprised we haven't tackled. I know we have talked a little bit about it on other shows, but it's it's really a centerpiece of some of the work that we've done over the, the years. And quizzically, whenever we, we do talk about it, there's there's usually at least one or two naysayers in every crowd who just think that this is the most absurd thing they've ever heard in their entire life. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when I start, when we started doing this in my firm in 1989-90, people thought we were nuts. And when I started to explain it to people and then certainly started teaching it, wow, the blowback was unbelievable back then. Now, I think it's a little bit more accepted, but I'm still amazed at how many firms don't overtly offer a value guarantee. No, that's absolutely correct. I completely agree with that. That 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 far too few are are open and overt about it. They'll they'll still say it if you talk to them. Say, oh yeah, well you know we guarantee our work. But do you put it in writing as a front and center on your website? And then the answer is usually just no. Right? We don't want to talk about it. But be, before we get into it, Ron, I, you know, I being the 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 word guy, I I had to do a little bit of research into just this word guarantee because. I don't know about you, but every time I look at the word when I type it, it looks wrong. Oh, I know. It's, like, it's the weirdest. <laughs> it's the weirdest word to spell. Right. It's just a and and not and not the e e or the y because both of those are accepted. By the way, at the end, right? You can have the e e or the y. Either one works. Although I think e e is is slightly more prevalent nowadays. But right. but it's just the the g u a r is like what's going on there and. You know, I, what, once I looked into it, it, it start, started to become apparent to me. And then, of course, there's also the sister word warranty, right? And what's the difference between a guarantee and a warranty? And, and there, you know, in looking at that, there really is none. And, you know, it turns out that, that the word is, is Frankish in origin, which, you know, Fra- Frank, uh, the, the, the Frank language uh, evolved into modern French, mm-hmm. right? So, which is which is why, and if you if you think about this, so the the G and the W mix up is also see, seen in some other translations of words. So, Guillaume is the is the French the, the French translation of the word William, mm-hmm. right? So, there's the W the, the W G connection, right? Uh, and I you know I, I I guess those those letters you know back in Frankish kind of looked a little bit alike, so there's probably translation problems. So that so th- those those words both kind of evolve warranty and guarantee to to really mean the same thing, and it's just the 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 translation that's the issue. But anyway, the, the you know if you go back and you know just the the, the term guarantee itself. Uh, just means that it's it's a, a an agreement by which one person assures the other of employment or possessions of something, right? So 
it's an assurance. And sure enough, this is from a from an old French word that means uh, that that means un, unattested, which I thought was interesting, or to vouch for the truth, to vouch for the truth, right? Hmm. And which I, I think it, it is it. But notice the unattested nature of it, right? Right. right. That, that that it was that it didn't you know it was just you're you're vouching for it. You're not not saying that we have a full attestation of it, which I thought was pretty interesting. And then, you know, going further back, there's I have this, by the way, this great dictionary. It was one of the, the, the best Christmas presents I've ever received from my parents back in, I think, 1980. Uh, the, the new college edition of the American Heritage Dictionary, which is the only one I trust, Ron. Right, right, yes. <laughs> you, you, William Buckley used that, too, by the way. It's the one you oh, did he really? Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's awesome, because in the back it has like the 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 word roots, so you're able to trace some of this stuff back. So if you go back in this one, the this Frankish word, which is the root of this, is warjan, or I guess, I, mean, I don't know how, I don't know how it would be pronounced, but it's W A R J A N, and it means to protect or to again or, or to vouch for the truth. And then they they mention that guarantee and warrant comes from the same thing, but this is also interesting. The, the word it also means to guard or protect, and the same uh, root word is found in the word garage. Huh. Right? Wow. So uh, also protect the words that mean, you know, protect or defending that have the same root are, are garrison, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and even the word warren as in a game nature preserve. Sure, sure. Right? Yeah, so, yeah. So it's it's a, it's a protection, a protection, and I think that that's that that leads me to some insights, right? That it's 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 about protection. It's about protection for the customer, and uh, it you know I I like this notion of you know the garage, right? It's 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 this building that surrounds and preserves the core of whatever it is that you're trying to protect, right? So um, it's a wraparound. I, I like I like that notion that it, that it wraps around the, whatever it is that, that you know the service or knowledge that you're providing as a professional. Yeah, I kind of even like that better. The way I used to think about it is it's a it's a risk reduction, you know, tool uh, for the for the customer. But this protection idea that protection is even a stronger word. Mm-hmm. Yep. So anyway, thank thanks, Dad, for always saying yeah. hey. Look up, look up the root. Excellent. Well, leave it to you, Ed, to shed new insight on this. That's fantastic. I love it. But, you know, I know I've talked about this before on this show over the, over the years, but my journey to value pricing started with studying total quality service, you know, service leaders. And this would have been back in the late eighties. And sure. that's how I got to this specific topic, Ed, because when you study a Nordstrom or an L.L. Bean or a Gore-Tec or, you know, all these all these great companies out there, you, you realize they have one thing in common. They all offer a great guarantee. Very true. Very true. And yep. so, so I said, well, if we're going to adopt this TQS philosophy with, you know, fixed prices, we should be offering a guarantee as well why wouldn't we put our money where our mouth is and and my logic was kind of just really simple look if if i don't put a guarantee on our work as a firm if i don't in other words if i don't bet on myself why should my customer yep yep 
And and look, this is I I also went back to to a chapter in in David Meister's book, uh, True Professionalism, called the Satisfaction Guarantee. It's a, I think it's the last chapter in True Professionalism, and he says. Uh, exactly what you just said, but I do like the way he phrases it. He says, without a guarantee, the firm is saying to its clients, we're committed to your complete satisfaction, but if we fail to please you, we expect to be paid anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, the other thing, too, that, that made me or made us adopt uh, a value guarantee at the time is the other thing you learn by studying fantastic service companies is they all incentivize their customers to complain. They want complaints. They don't view complaints as a threat. They view them as an opportunity to improve and learn of systemic failures in their, in their systems and processes. So putting out a guarantee is a way for the customer to complain, and that is so counterintuitive. Why would I want to give my customers the ability to complain because if then if we don't fix the complaint we're going to lose the customer well i got news for you if they don't complain you're probably going to lose them it, it, <laughs> and they're not and yeah. they're not happy you know well worse i mean it, it it's when they stop complaining that that means it's over yeah right I, <laughs> when they stop when they're not when there are no complaints they're like okay well now we're just biding our time because before we move to move on to the next next firm that's just I, it because uh, we don't care enough Absolutely. I mean, you know, the, the great marketing, the late marketing professor, Theodore Levitt, said one of the surest signs of a battered, declining relationship is the absence of complaints. He said nobody's ever that satisfied, especially not over an extended period of time. The customer is either not being candid or they're not being contacted. And by putting an overt guarantee, and I did in, in the early days, Ed, we called it a service guarantee. And I know over the years, you know, we've kind of morphed that into the value guarantee, which I, I like even better. Um, although now I have to say, I'm kind of intrigued by this protection <laughs> word. I, I wonder how we could get that in, in there as well. But um, so, so it was it was really a way to also incentivize the customers to complain. We wanted to hear when they were unhappy. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Because if you know, again, customers not complaining is is the problem. It's one of those, you know, Lawrence P. Peter Barra, right? The that we made the wrong mistakes, right? And yes. you know, the the wrong the wrong one of the wrong mistakes is not offering a guarantee. That's a wrong mistake, right? That the offering the guarantee is is if it's a mistake is a right mistake. Absolutely, because you are either way you're going to learn from it, even if the customer. Uh, takes advantage of you and you know pull, pull, we like to call it pulling the trigger but here, here's something else that backs this up according to the u.s office of consumer affairs between 37 to 45 percent of all service customers are dissatisfied with some aspect of the service they receive but they don't complain and people don't complain for a variety of reasons you know apathy but the big one is they don't think it'll do any good Right, they'll have to go through eleven layers of management. Oh, let me talk to your supervisor. Let me talk to your and and at the end of the day, they don't think it'll do any good. And I think what really separates a mediocre company from a company that is committed to service excellence is how do they deal with customer complaints? And and the excellent ones all have 
a system in place to methodically deal with customer complaints. So true. And Ron, Ron, when we get back, we'll take our first break now. But when we get back, I want to share with you a story about how to complain if there's not a guarantee. I've done some thinking about this, and I want to share with our audience how how properly to complain where there's no guarantee that will uh, significantly reduce your blood pressure when complaining. But right now we want to remind you that you can get a hold of us by uh, sending an email to asktsoe at verisage.com. Of course, the website, thesoulofenterprise.com. You can see show notes and previews to upcoming shows. And we want to let you know about something that has just been released, and that is Ron and I did a program for the Professional Pricing Society, and you can now get to that uh, Pricing Society course, which is there is available, but there is a price for that. It's a, 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 a but uh, to be more on this coming up. But the way to get there is the slash pps. So, uh, but right now, a word from our sponsor, Leading Results. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Is your website just a brochure or is it your best salesperson? If your site is not the best lead generation tool you have, we should talk. We are leading results. We build websites and marketing programs that impact your bottom line. Using HubSpot or WordPress, we'll create a website and supporting marketing program that gets your business found, converts web visitors to leads, and provides clear tracking on what is and is not working. Learn about our team and approach to your success. Visit leadingresults.com slash TSOE to find out more. Have you ever read a book that changed your life? I sure have, but have you ever read a book where the forward changed your life? Me neither. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I wrote the forward to Ron Baker and Ed Kless's new ebook, The Soul of Enterprise, Dialogues on Business and the Knowledge Economy. The value of this book is found entirely in its forward. So when you buy it, think of it as buying the forward and getting the rest of the book for free. Available now for download exclusively on Amazon.com. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Klass. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. And we are back here on The Soul of Enterprise, and I am Ed Kless. We are... Uh, exploring value guarantees, and we are are uh, up against this. Ron, what do you think of? of what, I have the story. You want to hear the story about how to deal with a guarantee that, uh, or where a, a company doesn't give you a guarantee? Yeah, yeah. What, what what did you come up with on that? That's interesting. okay. So layers of management, you know, to get get <laughs> right? right to get get something, and it was you know it's just a pain in the butt, right? So she said something to me that I've, I've taken with me to this day, and that is, she said, Ed, when you call to complain, don't take no from someone who doesn't have the authority to say yes. Yes. Uh, that's brilliant. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. And 
And I asked her to explain. She said, well, this is what I do when I complain. She says, I call up and I do explain my situation to the front line, the first person that I, I speak to. And then, then I ask him a simple question. I said, do you have the authority to solve my problem? Right? Do you have the authority to do something about this situation? And if they say yes, then I'm like, great. Okay, so let's move forward with the conversation. If they say no, I don't. Well, then I say, okay, well, please connect me to the person who does have the authority. And, and then they'll usually say, do you want to talk to my supervisor? And you're like, well, does your supervisor have the authority to deal with this problem? <laughs> yeah, no. Well, then I don't want to talk to your supervisor. Well, it would be the executive vice president of, okay, well, then just connect me directly to the executive vice president of so-and-so. And then I would be happy to talk to that person. So, and I thought that was a, a brilliant strategy. It has significantly, I have to say, kept my blood pressure down in difficult situations when dealing with uh, customer no service departments, as I like to say. <laughs> no, that's excellent. And, and you know, what's really interesting in these great service companies like a Disney, like a Ritz Carlton, they, one of their policies is whoever is contacted by the customer with a complaint owns it. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that that person can solve it all the way through, but they own it and they have to usher it all the way through Get the, get the customer to the right person who can solve it. But then even after that, that person who first heard the complaint is responsible for following up. Right. Yep. So. Yeah. Genius that you own it. That's a, just a great, great way to do it. So it really is. And the other, the other thing Ed, that I ran across, and this was after we had implemented a value guarantee in the firm, I ran across the Christopher Hart, a uh, great book called Extraordinary Guarantees. Uh, and he had, and, and this guy's a Harvard professor, business professor, who kind of like spent his career studying guarantees. And what's mm -hmm. interesting is they were service guarantees. And one of my favorite stories, and it's probably the most popular, is the, the Bugs Burger Bug Killer Company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a good one. Yeah, this based, is a good one. <laughs> based in Miami, Florida, and it's a pest control company, and they have an extraordinary guarantee. And I'll just read a part of it. It says, "You don't own, you don't owe one penny until all pests on your premises have been totally eradicated." Because after all, that's why you hire right a, a pest yeah. control <laughs> person. So if a guest spots a pest on your premises, BBBK will pay for the guest's meal or room, send a letter of apology, and pay for a future meal or stay. And then, it goes on to say, if you're ever dissatisfied with our service, you'll receive a full refund of the company's services, and Ed, this is killer, plus fees for another exterminator of your choice for the next year. Now, That's an extraordinary guarantee. And, and, and it says, uh, and then it goes on. If your facility is closed down due to the presence of roaches or rodents, we'll pay any fines as well as lost profits plus five grand. Now, I don't know if they have some type of an insurance, you know, policy. They might very well, mm. right, be be covered for these incidents. But I'll tell you, you read that guarantee. Who are you going to hire? Even if they're 30, 40% more expensive, which if I remember right from the book, they are. And in fact, they may be twice as expensive as, as uh, other pest control. I, I don't remember the exact statistic, but why would you not hire these guys? 
the guarantee like that. No, that's absolutely incredible, and 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 it is it is the case that you, you know, you know who um, who that what they don't have at BBBK, Ron, a lawyer. I'm <laughs> telling you, <laughs> telling you, there's no there no lawyer is gonna <laughs> gonna suggest gonna this, this kind of thing, <clears throat> right? Which you know, in all fairness to all of our lawyer friends out there. Um, you, you're giving business advice, probably not your, your strength, just, just a little note. Um, but just, just to, just to, to minorly defend <laughs> some lawyers, yeah. so, some firms are out there offering a guarantee on their work too. In fact, we'll, we'll talk about one of them, um, that does offer a guarantee in a law firm. So we yeah. are, no, seeing, absolutely. We are seeing that more and more. Uh, although it's 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 rarer in the legal community, I believe, than than in the accounting community. I, I would agree. Hey, <clears throat> hey, what I want to share with you, Ron, is you you know you mentioned the Christopher Hart book, which I too read a long, long time ago. I think it's like 1993. When I looked at uh, looked it up on Amazon today, th- there was uh, it was not available on Kindle, which is a downside, and there were no reviews at all of the book, which I thought was bizarre. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's just really, really weird. Perhaps we we just need to put one up. But anyway, one of the things that he suggests, and this is his kind of uh, framework for professional services that he puts forward, and and I'm going to read two of them. I'm going to read his original proposal and then the one that I've kind of modified a little bit, and we'll put both of them out on the show notes so you don't have to – you know, pause and write this down. Although if you do want to pause and give us a review on iTunes, that would be totally appropriate. Um, but let's let's talk about the, the, the guarantee here. Our work is guaranteed to the complete satisfaction of the client. If the client is not completely satisfied with our services, we will, at the client's option, either waive professional fees or accept a portion of those fees that reflects the customer's, I'm sorry, the client's level of satisfaction. Now, uh, we, of course, don't like the, the word client, don't like the word fee. So what I've modified it to, Ron, and I'd be curious as to if, if you have any further clarifications on this, is, is to the following. Our work is guaranteed to the complete satisfaction of the customer. If the customer is not completely satisfied with the value they have received, we will, at the customer's option, either refund all or the part that reflects the customer's perception of the value. Right. No, I, I do like that. I and, and after I read that Hart book, I did change the guarantee we were using. We had it worded different. I, I, I probably, you know, borrowed somebody's guarantee out there before I read Hart. But one of the things I changed on the Hart wording was our work is guaranteed to the complete delight of the customer rather than just satisfaction. Oh, delight. It, okay, yeah. And and I did still have service in there, but I I, I do think it's uh, it's probably better to put value. When we first started offering this, we did call it a service guarantee, not a value guarantee, because it was all about you know the customer service and are you pleased with our mm-hmm. service and all of that. But I do like uh, I do like the value even better. So yeah, no, I like that. Now there is one modification that we can talk about later as we get more a little bit more granular with this, and that is. How how do you how, how long does this guarantee uh, you know apply? I mean, if if I've got a five year relationship with a with a customer and they go back all five years and get all their money back, you have to. Normally, we see some type of you know closure, some type of tail put on this, mm-hmm. and and I did it by having an annual fixed price agreement. So obviously, 
we didn't we didn't put a tail on this when we started it. We we didn't say something like, you know, upon each payment of each monthly payment, we'll assume you're satisfied, right? Or mm-hmm. delighted. So so they could only, you know, they couldn't go back retroactively. But when we started it, we kept it open all year, which means theoretically somebody could have come up on December 31st and said, hey, you know what? Your guys' coffee sucks. I want all my money back. Right. And, you know, legally we would have had to refund it. And But the way you tell the story, it sounds like nobody did, though. We never had anybody pull the trigger 100%. We had mm-hmm. partial we had partial trigger pull, like I want a quarter quarter off or a third off or something like that. And what's interesting about that, Ed, and this goes back to behavioral economics, when people come up with their own idea of how much they want knocked off, it's usually a lot less than you would have been willing to offer them. Yeah, I wanted to make that point, so I'm glad you did as well, is that that, that's, that that's one of the, the, the beauties of this, is it's it's completely based on the customer's opinion. You And it's important that if you do get into a situation where they say that they are going to pull the guarantee, that you, that you tell them, look, you tell me what you're going to pay or you tell me what you want refunded. Um, and that's one thing that I wanted to quickly bring up, and we could probably do it before the, the, the break, Ron. But I do think that, that, you know, value guarantee is great. Better yet is to see if you can do a 100% money back value guarantee. And of course, what would be the difference is, well, a 100% money back guarantee is only available if you get paid 100% up front. Right. right. So you, I right. can't I can't give you your money back if you you have still have the money. <laughs> so I really like this notion of where possible to get as much as you can back or uh, up front so that you can offer this 100 percent money back guarantee. I think that's a even stronger one, stronger guarantee than just saying a value guarantee. <clears throat> Right. And Ed, you know, I've, I've experimented with audiences on that li- on that lingo and that that hundred percent money back guarantee makes them nervous. I think the professionals, because they kind of equate it to the Ginsu knife, you know, <laughs> lifetime guarantee, you know, and that's and, and, and th- that's what I loved about Christopher Hart's book. He's not talking about the Ginsu knife. He's not talking about product guarantees. He specifically went out and found service companies that are guarantees and, 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 and including professional services. So, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I kind of like the hundred percent money back guarantee too, because it's just so absolute, but I, I think professionals have a hard time with that because they frame that towards, you know, <laughs> late night television, television advertising. <laughs> but keep the flavor injector if you return the uh, <laughs> set it and forgive it oven. No, true. That's true. That's true. Well, Ron, up against our next break, want to remind you the website is thesoulofenterprise.com. And of course, as I mentioned just before the last break, there is a new class available through the Professional Pricing Society that we'd love for you to take a look at. The easiest way to get that is thesoulofenterprise.com slash PPS for Professional Pricing Society. And now a word from our sponsor, Abacus Next. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. 
Results CRM, the award-winning Abacus Next product, is a customer relationship management solution that will automate your business processes, streamline workflows, and deliver consistent results. Cloud-enabled to provide access to your users anytime from anywhere. Grow your business in 2018 with the number one QuickBooks CRM. To learn more about Results CRM, visit ResultsCRM.com. Clouds come in all shapes and sizes, and the Abacus Private Cloud is the perfect fit. Abacus Cloud enables all the desktop apps you know and love while providing unparalleled security to your business. Cloud functionality gives you the flexibility to work where you want, when you want, and from any device you want. Don't waste countless hours managing IT. Take back your time. Learn more at abacusnext.com. Have you ever read a book that changed your life? I sure have. But have you ever read a book where the forward changed your life? Me neither. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I wrote the forward to Ron Baker and Ed Kless's new ebook, The Soul of Enterprise, Dialogues on Business and the Knowledge Economy. The value of this book is found entirely in its forward. So when you buy it, think of it as buying the forward and getting the rest of the book for free. Available now for download exclusively on Amazon.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Class. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. Well, welcome back, everybody. We're talking about the value guarantee and why you should offer one. And Ed, when I present this to audiences, I usually run down this kind of like mental checklist of all the reasons why to offer a value guarantee as counterintuitive as it sounds. And let me just kind of list those quickly. First off, I think it just puts out there that your firm is serious about customer service. You know, it, it, it takes this seriously. I mean, you are putting your money where your mouth is, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, go back to that question, why should the why should the customer bet on you if you won't be like a you know, an automobile a new automobile car company coming out with a you know, five thousand dollar, you know, five thousand mile six month warranty. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's that say about the quality of their car? Even they know it's a piece of junk, right? Right. Uh, right. It, I mean, it's one thing for, t- for, for firms to tell customers how good they are in their marketing literature, but it's quite another to show them with, you know, this type of a guarantee. The other thing is it gives the entire organization, and this Christopher Hart gets into this a lot, uh, it gives them the impetus to exceed the customer's expectations. Every system, every process is designed to exceed that customer's expectations. So what this does internally for the organization is dramatic. And, and that's one of the things I really enjoyed about the heart book. Cause I was only kind of thinking about this from the customer's vantage point, but there's mm-hmm. also enormous advantages internally from doing this because it's just, it's constant improvement. If, if, you know, if we fail, if we get complaints, we're going to fix systemic processes that, that are flawed. So this doesn't happen again. It certainly establishes a competitive differentiation and I have found it to be uh, incredibly important, especially in requests for proposals. This is really yes. one of the things that can separate you 
from the competition. Um, and, you know, yes, it does require a higher level of trust with, uh, with the customer, but that forces the firm to do a better job at pre-qualifying and onboarding a new customer. I mean, if you have any qualms, you know, about somebody, if you've got a bad feeling in your gut, if you're in an organization that offers a money-back guarantee, you're not going to take that customer on. You're going to become more selective and more choosy about who you work with. And another thing is it, it, it also forces you to understand the expectations of your customer and to the extent that you can manage their expectations. You know, this is another great attribute of all these excellent service companies, whether it's Southwest Airlines or Disney, they all do a fantastic job managing the customer's expectations at every step in the process. And, and having that guarantee kind of forces you to do that as well. Obviously, a service is more valuable with a guarantee on it than a service without a guarantee on it. Because a service, unlike a product, is a more risky purchase for the customer, right? If my Mac blows up, I can take it down to Apple and get a new one. If my toaster explodes, I take it back to Target. But, you know, if my if my vet screws up my dog or my accountant screws up my taxes, I, I might not even know for a, a long period of time. That's why I was, um, our late colleague, Paul O'Byrne, had a had a um, one of his customers come over and they used to run the, uh, they used to do the Alcatraz uh, triathlon and this guy was a vet and he had, he adopted the guarantee in his practice as a veterinarian. And I thought that that was so cool and so innovative. And he said it was an enormous competitive differentiation for him. Um, I also believe Ed that um, you could, the, the, how much more, how much more valuable is a service with a guarantee. I think it's somewhere between 15 and 25%. I really do. If you look at some of the price premiums that are charged by, by outfits that have great guarantees like a FedEx or, you know, a Nordstrom, a Disney, um, you know, it's, it's part of that premium is that, is that great guarantee. So it's, it's incredibly valuable in terms of a pricing mechanism. It also generates word of mouth advertising. Again, it provides the customer an incentive to complain, but here's the big reason. And I guess, Ed, this is what we've been teasing folks with a little bit on social media. What, what is the, what is the number one reason after I go through all of this with an audience, I say, but that all that aside, and that's all really good, but all that aside, the number one reason you should offer a guarantee in your firm is you already do. Yep. Yep. And, and th this, th once, once we bring this up and start to talk about it, I think this is, this does flip a lot of people over this. They, they, they're like, Oh yeah. In the end, you're right. So go ahead explain, explain what we mean by that. Cause I think it, that this is a crisp, a, a really important point. It, it is because if, if any customer complained loudly enough to you about an invoice or some, or some failure, you would make it right. Just as a good conscientious professional, you'd say, okay, well, what do you think is fair? You know, how do you want to handle this? And if they said, well, I, I don't want to pay for this particular service. Well, then you would probably completely write it off or you might write it down. But the point is, it's kind of a covert policy. It's kind of like the CIA. Nobody knows about it. You only, you know, your firm hides it. 
and only gives it to the squeaky wheel. We want you to make it overt, tell the world about it. I mean, probably the, the clearest demonstration of this is FedEx. When I mean, that company, if you think about the history of FedEx, that company was built on its guarantee. And that guarantee was written on the side of their airplanes and, the, and their delivery trucks, which was absolutely, positively overnight. Now, yep. it's interesting. Over the years, that guarantee has been watered down a bit. But it still has a psychological power over the customer, and that is why FedEx, one of the reasons why FedEx commands a premium price over UPS is because, boy, I'll tell you, when you need to send something overnight and be sure it gets there, you're going to go FedEx. Or <laughs> if you had to have an organ transplant, you want that organ shipped same day FedEx because you know mm -hmm. it's going to get there. I mean, that's And just, I want to buy it from Amazon. But <laughs> so, but 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 I will say this: Fed, FedEx still does offer their guarantee. I mean, it's still on their website. You can count on FedEx reliability. We have a remarkable on-time delivery record. Uh, we even back FedEx shipments, FedEx ground shipments within the U.S. and Canada, uh, and the FedEx freight shipments with a money-back guarantee. So it is, it's still on there. But you're right; they've they've diluted it from the marketing message for sure. Right. Right. It's become a little bit more CYA legalese, but it's mm -hmm. still very, very powerful. And and what did you find about Nordstrom, Ed? Because I you know, I was always impressed studying Nordstrom. So so Nordstrom, you have to be careful here because Nordstrom did make adjustments to their return and exchange policy. And but there's a couple of articles that if that if you don't read the original source have bogus information out there. Mm -hmm. Um, so what ma make sure that you, you, you get the, the real deal here is bit, bit, here's what Nordstrom says now on their website, right? They say we handle returns on a case by case basis with the ultimate objective of making our customers happy. We stand behind our good goods and services and want customers to be satisfied with them. We always do our best to take care of our customers. Our philosophy is to deal with them and treat them fairly and reasonably. We have long believed that we treat our customers fairly. They, in turn, are fair with us. We do apply returns to the tender it was purchased with. If we choose to provide a return and no return of sale is available, we will ask for personal identification and return. the return will be provided at the on a current price on a Nordstrom gift card. Now, what's changed about this is the tender. They used to refund cash. Right, right on anything they would they would be totally fine with cash and now so they've changed that policy so that they it is now is in the tender that it was was purchased with alternatively that w with regard to the no invoice or record they do now track individual information in their system and if if you are one of these known people who have who abused this policy on on a on a regular basis they will then tell you no right Right. So, but it's still it's still on a, all on a case by case basis. Um, so that it's just not this absolute unlimited. Uh, but it, but it, you know, it, I I think it's still fairly fairly substantial. Sure, sure. I, I remember reading. I, I've read a lot on Nordstrom over the years, and I remember somebody from Nordstrom University talking about, yeah, do people abuse this policy? Sure, you know, one two percent abuse, but. We're not gonna. We're not gonna let the tail wag the dog. We're not. You know, ninety-eight percent of our customers love this policy and are willing to pay a premium for it, and therefore we're going to continue to offer it. The other company that I ran across, Ed, um, was a Malcolm Baldridge Award winner. If you remember that award, 
Uh, I don't know if that award still exists. Does it? Uh, the Malcolm Baldwin? I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I need to look that up. But anyway, this firm is called Granite Rock. So, so you know, basically, you know, cement and, and you know, mm. landscaping okay. and things like that. And they, and I looked it up, they still have it. They have a short pay policy. So their, their guarantee reads, your satisfaction is guaranteed through our unique short pay policy that states, if you're not satisfied, don't pay us. <laughs> we will contact you immediately to resolve the problem. Uh, and I remember reading the CEO and what he said about this. He said, you can get a lot of information from customer surveys, but there's always w- a ways of explaining away that data. But he said, with the short pay policy, <laughs> you 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 learn very fast that the customer is upset. It's kind of like an early warning system, he called it. And I thought that was really good because, you know, it's the early warning that will prevent you or help you from from losing the customer altogether. So apparently that policy works really well for them. And we've seen this somewhat in some law firms. I know there's some law firms out there that have what they call a value adjustment line. So when they send out their agreed upon price and on an invoice, say, uh, the, the customer can either write it up or, or write it down. Uh, but that's a little bit different, I, I think, than the psychology with something like short pay or some of the things that we've been talking about here. Um, not a big fan of the write-up, you know, but some some of these firms claim that it, it works really well for them. So I, I totally get it. So it's sort of like a, a, a it, it could be a write 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 down. You could sure pay it, or you could give them a tip. Right. Either way. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So I guess if that's exp- if that's explained up front, that that's the pricing policy. I think that makes makes a bit of sense. So. Right, right. And Ed, when we come back from this break, I want to talk about, now you st- you looked at Nordstrom and FedEx. Uh, I want to talk about another, I mean, classic example of a great guarantee company uh, who's also just recently modified their policy. So we'll talk about that when we return from the break. In the meantime, folks, I'd like to remind you, if you want to contact Ed or myself, send us an email at asktsoe at verisage.com. We'll post full show notes on today's show at thesoulofenterprise.com. And now we want to hear from our sponsor, Sage. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Wherever your business is headed, Sage has the cloud solution you need to enable mobile accounting and simplify financial management. Discover how moving your financial data and accounting processes to the cloud can transform your business. Cloud accounting software from Sage can help you make better decisions, drive faster responses, and gain greater control. That's cloud accounting for the journey. For more information, visit sage.com forward slash US forward slash SOE. There is no blueprint for running the perfect firm. No way to know the challenges you'll face. But your journey does not have to be an odyssey. Experience what it is like for every part of your firm to be connected. Experience a practice management tool where everything is just a click away. Experience Office Tools. To learn more, visit officetools.com. Have you ever read a book that changed your life? 
I sure have. But have you ever read a book where the forward changed your life? Me neither. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I wrote the forward to Ron Baker and Ed Kless's new ebook, The Soul of Enterprise Dialogues on Business and the Knowledge Economy. The value of this book is found entirely in its forward. So when you buy it, think of it as buying the forward and getting the rest of the book for free. Available now for download exclusively on Amazon.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. tuned into the soul of enterprise with ron baker and ed class to find out more about our show visit us on the web at the soul of you can also chat with us on twitter using hashtag ask tsoe now back to the soul of enterprise and here we are on the soul of enterprise the only radio show with a 100 percent money back guarantee um <laughs> We're happy to offer that to you. Ron, I, did be, I know we want to talk about this company that has recently changed this policy, but there's just a couple of quick points that I want to make with regard to some of the things that you said earlier, because I have, and I think these might be helpful and clarify people. You, sure. you, know, you talked a little bit about this notion of if you're unsure as to, to the uh, magnitude of the work. Well, add in, just from a project management standpoint, if you are unwilling to offer a guarantee because you're uncertain of the work that needs to be performed, well, that's a good indication that you haven't done a proper scope, right? right. So there's a, there's a project management tie-in there, too, to say, hey, wait a minute. We Now, look, you're, again, scope documents are meant to be changed. That's why we have change requests, see our show on change requests. So I'm not saying that you have to nail everything down, but you do have to get to a point where you feel comfortable. And I think when you're when you're comfortable with offering the guarantee, that that's a good indication that you've done a proper scope. So it's a just a little tie in there. Yeah. Right. No, good. Um, point. Uh, leveraging off of what you said about the the in, the price increase due to a guarantee, which you think is is 15 to 20 percent. All right. Well, and even if you know, Ron, you're being overly optimistic, and it's 10 to 10 to 15 or or 10 to 20. Uh, consider that that the impact of profit on that is somewhere between 100 and 200 percent increase to profit just by offering a guarantee, because you're not again. Then we make this point incessantly. You're not changing cost structure at all, right? The only cost structure that you're potentially changing is self-insuring for some somebody who does pull the guarantee, right? right. Um, another another quick point, you know, we said you offered already and that you would offer things back. And, you know, the, I usually say it a little bit more strongly than that. And you do offer a guarantee already. It's called a lawsuit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yep. All right. And because if you get sued, I'm telling you, one of the first things that you're that that's going to be on the table is how about we just give you your money back. So you might as well offer the guarantee anyway, since when push comes to shove, that's what's going to happen. And then take it, and because then you can increase your price by 10 to 20%, you're then self-insured against those things. So, And the last point I want to make, Ron, is this notion of a, uh, a, a, a what I have seen one firm do, which I thought was interesting. They didn't do the 100% money-back guarantee, and they were still sending out invoices after the fact, right? But when they did, their terms were interesting. They called it dispute 10 net 30, mm. right? And here's how it worked. Dispute 10 net 30 is when, when you get a, bi- get a bill from us, when you get an invoice from us, you have 10 days to dispute the bill and tell us what you're going to pay. 
And again, this could be the whole short pay thing. Like it's either, and you can even say zero. We don't care, right? But you must let us know within ten days of receipt of the invoice, and then you'll. That means you agree to pay whatever we do agree upon in thirty days. Now, what I think is interesting on this, and what this firm claims is that they've never had a problem uh, with well, what and what if the, the 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 person didn't call to complain and then didn't want to pay the bill. Right. And they said, well, you know, first of all, they said it, it's happened a couple times, but then they, they agreed that, hey, listen, they could have disputed it. Now, I don't know if it ever had gotten to a lawsuit with them, and not that this is a great idea because you still want to take care of the customer and make sure, but I think you'd have a legal leg to stand on to say, listen, you could have, you, as long as you disputed it within 10 days, you could have paid zero. Right, right. Right. Yep, I, I've seen so, that language used similarly too, uh, in in other firms that that use this policy. So, now good good points. I've always liked your uh, managing the customer's expectations for change orders. In fact, even even budgeting for it, you know, add another ten or fifteen percent in the budget for change orders because yep. they're going to come up, right? So, yep. yep. But and this was in my stack for Free Rider Friday, but we saved it for this show. But recently, uh, and why this was just a few days ago, or maybe it was last week, L.L. Bean, um, you know, based out of Freeport, Maine, they are a family-owned, privately held company, but they they were always one of the lodestars, an example of a great return policy. I mean, these guys would take back anything, even if it was 40 or 50 years old. Well, they knocked it off. They're tightening it up to a one-year limit on most returns because of the growing abuse and fraud. Um, so they've had this 100% satisfaction guarantee for more than a century, and now they're only going to allow a, a, a return within one year unless there's some type of manufacturing defect. Then they'll, that, that will be extended, but... What they what was happening was the fraud and abuse were staggering. Now, of course, this is a privately held company, so we don't have data on this. But what the CEO said was, the fraud and abuse has grown, has have doubled in the past five years, surpassing the annual revenue from the company's famous boot. I mean, even in front of their flagship store, you know, in their Freeport, Maine, they they have this massive boot. Yeah, you know, it's the it's kind of the 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 article that put them on the map as a company. Yep. Um, yep. And they know this because, and this is great because the, the Sean Gorman, who's the great grandson of the company's, you know, founder and chairman. Um, he said, I know for a fact that we're being abused on this. He says, because I donated a shirt to Goodwill that had my name printed on it and it was returned to a store for <laughs> <laughs> people people were buying you know things at yard sales or even pulling things out of trash bins and taking it back to the store so it just got out of hand and coincidentally some other companies have also uh tightened up their uh guarantees as well one of which is rei um for a while, the joke about REI was it was dubbed the Rental Equipment Incorporated <laughs> or Return Everything, Inc. <laughs> so wow. they they also are now imposing a one-year restriction. Um, so or, or they did about five years ago. So, But what I found interesting about this L.L. Bean ad is I, I don't think this is going to hurt them at all. 
I think they've built up so much goodwill with their customers that the customers are going to realize this. And I, I don't necessarily equate this to you know raising prices because of increased costs. Mm-hmm. When you bring up fraud or abuse, you know, people don't think that's right. And people think that's unfair to the company. And mm-hmm. so I don't think this I don't think this return this new return policy is is really going to harm their brand that much or the or their customer loyalty but I don't know what do you think Well we'll see we'll see Ron because um an Illinois man named Victor Bondi filed a lawsuit this Monday against LL Bean Oh fantastic Yeah um <laughs> he claims that this that that LL Bean is breaking its promise after changing its its uh, warranty policy, it has always been quote the basis of the bargain for all of his purchases, according to the lawsuit. And he says LL Bean's repu- repu- uh, repudiation of the warranty is a violation of the law and a breach of warranty between LL Bean and plaintiff and other class members. Wow! So there you go. Wow. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Oh, and I did one one thing. They did say they did report this in the article. Over the past five years, the company has lost two hundred and fifty million dollars on return mm-hmm. items. So that that that's pretty substantial. It is substantial, and I, I, look, I'm not. I, I I think you're right. I think they will certainly weather this. Uh, and but but you know this. Uh, I'm pointing this out. This lawsuit is completely ridiculous. I hope it gets thrown out, and I hope that this this guy and the lawyers have to pay for any of uh, LL Bean's costs. Right. Court couldn't costs. Or couldn't agree more. Yeah. Uh, and real fast, Moore's is uh, the legal firm outside of Melbourne, Australia, and we've interviewed David Wells on the show. They also have a service guarantee, they call it, and it starts out by saying we can't guarantee outcomes, but like price, the quality of our service is another thing we can guarantee up front. If you think the quality of our service didn't match what was agreed, let us know. Tell us how you think that should be reflected in the price you pay. So similar wording to what you brought up with your example, but here's a law firm doing it, and our colleague Chris Marston of Exemplar Law also offers a guarantee. So there are firms out there that are doing it. So anyway, great, great topic. The value guarantee folks, if you're not doing it, do it, make it over, tell the world about it, get some marketing muscle, get some price premium for it. What's on store for next week, Ed? Ron, uh, next week is of course, free rider Friday. And just a hint, it was pre-recorded. So we, cause I will be in South traveling to South Africa. <laughs> That's right. Well, listen, have a great trip and I'll see you in, uh, well, I guess 167 hours times two. This has been the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy. Sponsored by Sage, energizing business builders around the world through the imagination of our people and the power of technology. Join us next week on Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. In the meantime, please do visit us at www.thesoulofenterprise.com.